Once again, here we are, gathered in our panic room here in, <laughs> at the at the border town farm bunker where you serenity find us. Serenity now, serenity now. <laughs> serenity now, serenity now. Oh, my God. Anyway, before we get started and yeah. uh, we tee off, let's uh, do a, 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 a right by our sponsor. You mean Mocha Joe's? I do mean Mocha Joe's. I knew it. And they're deliciously uh, roasted coffees. That you can get by going to mochajoes.com if you live outside the area. If you are not one of the fortunate people to live in the luscious green that we now live in, Mm -hmm. then... uh, It is now a a long last. Everybody keeps saying to me, so green. It is. Yes, it is. It really is. It's like Ireland. Right, Ireland. Yeah. it's Ireland green. So, and we'll even send it to Alabama if you. Oh no, 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 no. I was, uh, I just, I was thinking about this before we came up, so I had to. Alabama, get away! Alabama, get away! The only way, to, <laughs> the only, the only way to please me is turn around, leave, and walk away. <laughs> Ooh. Thank you, Grateful Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? Yeah, I was uh, listening to uh, Neil Young's Alabama the other oh, day. Oh yeah, which sparked a lifelong friendship, short as it was with uh, with uh, Ronnie Van Zant. You know that story? Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't want to distract into it, but Ronnie Van Zant was buried in a Neil Young T-shirt. Ronnie Van Zant of Leonard Skinner, for those who don't right, know, yeah. who died in a plane crash, um, wrote "Sweet Home Alabama" right. as a res- as response to Neil Young's right. "Alabama" right. and other things. Southern man, and uh, Southern man don't need him around anyhow. anyhow. Right, right, exactly. I know right. that part. And they wound up being friends. I did not know that. Yeah, and Ronnie Van Zant had great respect for Neil Young, and they came to an understanding. You know. Uh, and I don't think Neil was condemned, and they're Floridians, but you know, so, <laughs> yes, so, but uh, it's like it's like us talking to somebody from New Hampshire, telling us how, how much greener <laughs> it is on this side of the river. Right, exactly, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they, they that's how that wrapped up, and he's he was buried in a Neil Young T-shirt. I did not know it that. It could be apocryphal, but I think it's true. Yeah, so no, well, I, let's go with it. Yeah, it's, it's the only positivity you're gonna get out right. of the rest of this podcast. You've heard it on the internet. It's got to be true. <laughs> it's got to be true. All right, let's drill right into this. Let's let. Let's not waste any more time. Let's not beat feet any longer. And let's just talk about a bunch of men who won't allow a single person to tell them what to do and how to do with their guns, but they are more than willing to tell a woman what to do with her uterus. (laughs) I have a great photo meme that says, it it, it says vagina where it should be uterus, but it says, uh, if my vagina could shoot bullets, you 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 wouldn't think about regulating it. <laughs> oh, it's entirely true. I mean, and and we can drill down into this. And for anybody listening who's at all interested in news and what's going on in the world, you already know most of the you know the the substantive uh, pieces of this story. But what I always come down to is the wanton hypocrisy. The fundamental opposites are true. Regulate this, but don't regulate that. You know, conservatives quite commonly will say, oh, big government. We don't want government. we got to kill government, get it out of our lives. And the moment somebody does something that's outside of their religion or outside of their moral code, they say, bam, we got to regulate that crap. And so here we are, again, relitigating discussions that we had 30 and 40 and 50 and more years ago that have saved lives. We've seen a dramatic drop in abortion with the advent and the increase of, of sex education. And, and all the many other ways we've made things better for women. And now the 
forgive me, I want to be kind here, but the the lunkheads in Alabama, the 48th uh, least educated state in the nation, mm-hmm. uh, want to rediscuss this and br- and ultimately provoke a discussion with the Supreme Court and bring it to the Supreme Court to do this again. And what bothers me in all of this is you can feel the way you feel about anything. You can be a misogynistic asshole if you want to yep. be. But it's the hypocrisy. Well, no, yeah, I shouldn't say, yep, like that's okay. Well, you can have your own thoughts. You can, but you can't. But you're acting out on it is different. Right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. here we are listening to to people discuss uh, other ways to tell women that, that how to regulate, how to control their lives. This is not 1973. This is not 1960. This is not any. The women of today well, are empowered in different ways. According to Alabama. Um, I'm sorry, but uh, it is because they just walked this whole the, this whole shooting match back decades. Ohio to blame to nine states. Georgia now uh, are, are have this type of legislation right. on the floor, right. ready to go. Kay Ivy, or as I like to call her, Aunt Lydia. Do you understand the reference? No. Oh, Aunt Lydia is. Um, it's a Handmaid's Tale reference. If oh, you've I've never, never, I never read that. Oh yeah. So uh, well, I mean, you can uh, hop on one of those pay for TV things. And, yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> well, it's you know, it, it it's interesting because it's about this whole dystopian society yep. of men who have can kind of taken over, and 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 we are marching down this path. And and there's just oh, already n- there. Yeah, n- <laughs> not not to this level. But, no, that's you know, certainly yeah, I mean, amplified. They, they often talk about in in the. Uh, in The Handmaid's Tale, everything that led up to it, mm-hmm. and that's where we are now sure. in the phase where everything's leading up to it. Well, like pre-fascism, as far as I'm I, I think we're also in the in the early stages of fascism, uh, and this is how it. Like be, you know, people often say, it didn't start with gas chambers, people. Right? <laughs> you know? Yeah, it didn't it, just. It was a slow roll. Right. I mean, it was quick and not quick in different ways, and we're watching fundamental challenges to to what we are, what we can consider either established law, established. Reality or established uh, right. science, and we're relitigating fundamentals. Few, Is science valuable? <laughs> few people remember the skid. Everybody remembers the crash. Yeah, right? well said. Yeah, it's so, entirely true. Um, and and that's just where we are. So twenty five men, twenty five men, no. <laughs> just no write legislation about about how to how a woman can treat her body, which yeah. is absolute. <laughs> Idiocracy in its purest, most organic form. It sure is. And then it's handed off to Kay Ivy, right? And this is in Alabama to to sign off. So I've right. just I've taken her calling her Aunt Lydia. Now Aunt Lydia is uh, um, th- th- there's different levels of, of of hierarchy in the women in this dystopian society. She's like society. Mother Superior. She is, and she's the one who trains the women how to be obedient. So she'll hit them with cattle prods, gouge out an eye. Uh, you know, just it's uh, just, yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to watch that show. Yeah, oh, it's, <laughs> that sounds like fun. It's dark. Is it a musical? Oh yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. My my favorite <laughs> my favorite part is when they blow up Parliament. No, um, <laughs> nice. I get that reference. So, uh, <laughs> so but this is kind of where we're at, and yep. and and I'm sorry, <laughs> but you know, when, when you take racist, misogynistic, dishonest, uh. Self-obsessed, corrupt, narcissistic, bullying, petulant, arrogant, incompetent, spiteful, unhinged, moronic group of men and let them decide what to do with a woman's body. You don't think that there's something wrong with that? I know you think that there's something wrong with that, but how could you not think that there's something wrong with that? That's like my neighbor coming over to my yard telling me how to mow it. You're... 
your suggestion is unwelcome. Yeah, it's it's intrusive and and needless to say, uh, you know, you know unless unless for some reason I keep getting my foot <laughs> caught in the rotating blade and you're getting blood on their lawn. Yeah, I get and they're getting blood yeah. on their car right, and right. blood's going everywhere. They might say, you know, if you if you put it on its wheels. <laughs> But here's the thing that I always come down to in these moments, and we talk about this in terms of the the, the uh, Me Too movement. Talk about this in terms of, of you know, Black Lives Matter. How do we as men best ally ourselves and advocate for the needs of women? And that I think we can gripe about it. We can, and there have been people who have been crazily uh, eloquent about how much bullshit this is, and and what the pushback is, and why it's so deeply wrong. But I keep coming back to wanting to be loud. Uh, which is not difficult, but <laughs> uh, but to be really be an ally to people who who need us right now, and for those of us men who want to stand up for women's rights, we need to find ways to be active. Not just yeah, I agree, yeah, but actually push back. I had a conversation with an asshole last night on a friend's Facebook page, who's saying like, "How can you say he's he's you're crazy?" He got saying, you know, instead of talking facts with me, you're crazy. You think the Republican Party is anti-women? You're crazy. And then like, boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Here's a whole bunch of links, dude. Here's how I say that and why I say that. Yeah. I, you know? And then and he still wants to come back and say, like, you're obviously off your rocker. You're crazy. You know? And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, how can you look at this or look at this presidency or what have you and not conclude that he is a racist or that they are misogynistic? How can you not conclude that? Look, it, it is a, it, it's just a constant. Uh, it's a, it's an, all an oxymoron, you know. The Republicans' party is supposed to be about the military and about protecting our heroes and speaking up, and, and you know. And then you've got Cadet Bone Spur yeah. running the running the U.S. Yeah. right, uh, Don uh, Don Trump Un, and and you know everything that <laughs> <laughs> everything that you have uh, with this guy goes against everything that you and I sort of dropped into the box of what a Republican. Yeah. And I'm using air quotes should be, right. and and I don't mean to make that broad casting wide brush stroke that all Republicans are like that. They're no, I know not. some great ones. We just we just literally were before we, we before we came in to record the podcast. We we're talking about somebody drop kicking Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. All right, and I, I have no idea what that stemmed from. I have no idea what it was. I, I, I cared little about uh, time traveler. Uh, uh, time traveler. He overshot a decade and couldn't stop. <laughs> um, I just, I didn't know what that was about, but then it just, as Steve and I did, we quickly talked about, like, we know that he's a conservative, but we wish that there were more conservatives like him. Yeah, he's in favor of women's rights. He's speaking up about the environment. You know, he's in favor of LGBT Q, you know, freedoms and, yeah. and, and legislation like I can understand and I can appreciate and I can respect conservative thinkers. Yeah. Actual conservative thinkers, not the hypocritical bullshit that I see all the time. So when people say, oh, I'm pro-life, I say, well, let's talk about that. What is it to be pro-life? So Kay Ivey, pro-life, the same day she signs that bill, sends a guy to the executioner's chair. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, like know. how do you how do you live with yourself? I, know. I think I, I think we talked about this in the last podcast about the car- cartoon I saw uh, had a had a caged uh, caged baby wailing, mm. and while uh, somebody who has a, a GOP button on mm. uh, was leaning on a pregnant woman's stomach, oh, yeah. saying, yeah. "Hey, shush! I'm trying to hear the heartbeat." Right. I know. I'm, you know, I saw someone say, "I'm I'm sure that caged children have heartbeats too." Yeah, 
<laughs> you know, so it's just it's one hypocrisy right after another, and we're walking right into some dystopic thing here. Sure, that it's going to take if we're if we're not ahead of this, it's going to take a long time to pardon the phrase unfuck it. Well, truth told, I think as as a couple of guys in their fifties, I don't know if we're if, if we're going to be you know allowing that lots of things can happen in a short period of time. Right. But if things don't shift, I don't think we'll see a return to whatever level of normalcy. God, I, I, I hear myself say that, and I actually want to retract it on some level. Right. Because it's that's, uncomfortable to say out loud. But it's white privilege talking as well, because it ain't never been normal for a lot of people. Right. That's for damn sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, this level of crazy is going to start to accelerate. And the fact that we're still talking about this so-called president and and Nancy Pelosi saying, oh, we really don't want to impeach. Like, are you fucking kidding no, me? No, I'm sorry. You 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 are right now at the not Yeah, you're right. You shouldn't impeach. You should just start fucking punching people then. <laughs> but know? this is what I mean. Like this when a, an autocrat or when a, a, an authoritarian like this uh isn't challenged in real ways, not just like, well, we put out a report, but like really challenged and take and the and the, the full effect of the law leaning on them, mm-hmm. then they are even more empowered than ever. So when they say, I can do whatever the hell I want, that's how a Chancellor Hitler becomes what he becomes, because nobody stopped it. Exactly. It's just like when uh, a dog gets the taste of blood in its mouth. Yep. Right? And it just wants more. Just want more. And so this is why this so-called opposition party. So now is the time, you know, the Democrats, et cetera, like, you know, not opposing this presidency in any, any real way. And then saying, like, you know, anyway, I don't want to distract into that story. The story remains. We are seeing... 51% 51% of our population, which is are the women in this world, being continually put back in boxes, the same boxes that conservative straight white men created for them many years ago, and they have broken out of and are pro- properly uh, uh, refusing to go back into. And, you know, you made the allusion earlier to, uh, what's the name of that? Uh, the Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale. Um, I saw somebody say something, and I I get it. Like maybe it's not a good idea to to be using this imagery as the subservient, uh, obedient, submissive uh, ones. Why not be more rageful, <laughs> like Sheena, or like yeah, like, or some sort of that says like, hey, how about fuck you? This isn't happening, and like really sort of grit your teeth and lean into this because I I think r- right now is the time. This is a great. I dare say, is, although we're talking about this, this is a great time to be growing up as a woman in this world, I think. It's it's about time. Ooh. Hear I, me. Yeah. I'm not saying it's, right. it's without friction, but women are and young girls are starting, to, starting, are being given more and more. I'm watching my phrasing here. There are more opportunities to be to feel empowered and to seek out one's own personal empowerment. The as the, a woman. the the amplification of the word no for woman for women now mm-hmm. that this won't happen. The amplification is a lot louder now. Right, and as a result, mm-hmm. you know, white men no, don't yeah. have to make a gender uh, racial or in any way, but men. Mm-hmm. Need to step up, step yeah. up loudly, mm-hmm. just like white people need to step up in in favor of, of people of color. Uh, this is a time for us to. You, we really have to show up for things. So, as much as I, you know, I always kind of want to hang, uh, hang, and hang it on the hook of 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 the MAGA uh, force, right? I, <laughs> I, you do, 
But the fact of the matter is, it's not really the MAGA man himself. It's the Ma- It really is the MAGA force. You know, the yeah. the Republicans who just continually stand behind this president right. and go, "Yep, that's a good idea. Let's right. overturn Roe versus Wade." Right. Well, let's remember, you don't have to be a male to be a part of the patriarchy. Ask right. Kay Ivey that. Ask yeah. the women who who elected this idiot president. Uh, you know, it's white women in many ways that got this guy elected. So if you're doing the bidding of the patriarchy, you are part of it. And a lot of people, I don't think, really understand the system of patriarchy. You know, they think it's just about genitals or about gender. It's not that at all. It's an entire system of authoritarian, you know, a hierarchy, among other things. That's it's just a, a, a thumbnail sketch. But women very much keep other women oppressed. And, yeah. and God knows you could find that in Alabama, I guarantee mm-hmm. it. Well, I can tell you this. I mean, it, it's always the best thing that we can do as, as human beings is put other human beings in the position to succeed. Yes, the best please. thing that we can do as as even men or women is to make sure that we are we are lifting that next person up and not putting a foot on their neck and holding them down. Right, right. I mean, it's just common sense stuff, and I don't know why. It's so much harder to be that person than to not be that person. Yeah. But everybody kind of wants to be in the spotlight, yeah. right? Everybody kind of wants to take the credit for everything. Everybody wants to – I mean, I was just sitting through a, a uh, meeting this morning uh, on an idea that I had executed and that went forward and and was a great success. Yeah. And so we talked about that at the meeting um, and never once was my name brought up as the person who put it forward. Mm-hmm. Now – I don't care about the accolades because it did what it was supposed to do. Right. And it took a team of people to execute it. And that's yeah. what a team of people did. Right. So you just let the team take the credit for it and you move on to the next best thing. Sure. Fair enough. You know, so sometimes that that are the things that you have to do. And those can be difficult moments because we are geared to want that spotlight and want the accolades and want those things. But if we are all succeeding, mm-hmm. does it really matter? I don't right. think it does. Right, exactly right. Well, that's, you know, ego stuff can go to the fore. In a proper team, everybody kind of sublimates that ego thing right. perfectly. Mm-hmm. I also want to just sneak in this other thought. Um, the notion that abortion began in 1973 with Roe versus Wade yeah, is an absurdity. It did, though. Abortion will not be stopped. What's right. at issue here is will women die? Because mm-hmm. they did die. Right. Women died. If the, These are pro-life people who don't want people dying. <laughs> we can talk about the capital mm. punishment and all. But this is just going to drive women into unpleasant, unhygienic, improper abortions in ways that put them at risk. Yep. And so it's an absurdity to think that this is going back in the box. It's not going to occur. So what? And I also think it will be crushed at the Supreme Court, personally, no matter who is on this Supreme Court right now. I think it, I still don't think in 2019, moving forward from 1973, I still don't think that there's enough. Uh, I mean, how can I possibly know? But I just don't think it'll it'll win a Supreme Court battle personally. I you know what man for, from your, from your mouth to whatever spiritual being that you believe in's ears, you know. So I, I believe in Merv Griffin. I, <laughs> Merv, I love Merv. Griffin. I met Merv. Did I ever tell no, you, you never Griffin? did. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I met Merv. I met <laughs> Merv. Oh, it was just fun to say, for Christ's sakes. You get that I'm making a, a man with two brains illusion there. Yeah. Anybody know, out there know. is going to get that, right? Yeah. Right. Um, Merv but, Griffin. Merv Griffin. <laughs> but what are I you did, doing here? I did meet Merv. Um, <laughs> it's true. That was not an illusion. Uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, I mean, so he, here we are. Mm-hmm. Staring down the gum barrels of what is the the precipice 
for creating this dystopia. Right. And but we, see what happens when when crazy conservative stupid people are empowered. They immediately just start grabbing more. Now we want to crush the women. I, mean, I think we should have slavery again. You know, it all goes back to 1860. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is the this is the scary part about empowering an idiot president like this, who is just, you know, uh, an unbridled my authoritarian. Wife, my wife thinks she's been radicalized. <laughs> <laughs> Where was he radicalized? Well, because you know, she said, "Look, he was always a Democrat." You know. But maybe by name only. What do they call those? I mean, Dinos? He's an utter idiot. He wasn't well, yeah, anything. He, he is an utter idiot. But he was just, he was this businessman. He was this guy in this ivory tower. He was just this Wall Street, Madison Avenue schmuck. He's right? a chameleon. He has no soul. He right. has no character. He does. But, you know, he was always, he was always donating to the Democratic Party. He was yeah. always voting uh, in the Democratic side of things. He was always doing that. So she really thinks that somewhere along the line, way that he got radicalized whether that's true or not i don't know but you know what i'm i'm gonna keep that in the basket of yeah that's possible well i'm just saying from a as a sociopath which is what he is in my view um he doesn't align with and or adhere to any particular philosophy mm-hmm. he just whatever will satisfy his narcissistic needs is what he becomes and i can be president hey uh how about uh you know, I, you know, and then he spouts out all kinds of conservative talking points, and suddenly it's like, whoa, they like that. Let me do more. Hey, yeah, uh, if if you go, and he encouraged people to attack protesters. You ever, you ever you say, know? have you seen the Stephen Colbert cartoon? No, that, I can't think of the name of it, but where they're always there's just a cartoon that Stephen Colbert created that oh. just makes fun of him, and uh, yeah. you know, there's one where he's throwing a fit because he's winning the presidency, going, yeah. "No, wait a minute, but I, <laughs> but I called John McCain, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, exactly you right, know, and it just you know, I mocked a disabled reporter. That it, that should have you know that that was it. I told him, you know, grab women by their pussies. I mean, right. that that alone when we released that tape. Right. That was supposed to finish me, but it didn't. You know? I guess I will have to shoot someone on Fifth Avenue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right here, we have a we have a cartoon right, <laughs> right, right in the Earspoon <laughs> studio of Trump holding hands with Putin, shooting Uncle Sam in the head on yeah. Fifth Avenue. <laughs> yeah, and that and here's the thing: sociopaths come and go. You know, megalomaniacs come and go. Millions of people thought this man would be a good idea. Now, Alabama feels empowered. Georgia conservatives feel empowered. Missouri, Mississippi, Missouri, Missouri, Ohio, Ohio. These people feel empowered mm-hmm. to push their agenda further, and that is just. I mean, bottom line is cultures don't go backwards. They right. don't. No, nope. you know. But this is what they want. They want it all to be make America great again, as if, you know, as if that was ever a thing, you know. And I, I can go on about my own thing about what I think about America and its greatness, but since it was founded on genocide and slavery. But uh, this so notion of- sensitive. Did I mention? <laughs> yeah, it's just a little uh, footnote in American history. <clears throat> but uh, the idea that we can then undo these pro- these progresses, that's not a word, the way, you know, Roe, all that stuff, it's just not, it doesn't occur. You can adjust and you can you can change and you can cut and- bend a little bit and take the edges off of it, but we're not going backward that way. And if we do, the cultural effect will be an utter explosion. Right. So, all right, well, let's leave it on that happy note, shall we? Yay. Yay. Yay, life in dystopia. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Yay. 
Yay, Aunt Lydia. All right. Well, again, that... can I just chuck, tuck this in at the end? No. We come here and we talk. I'm doing it anyway. Okay. We come here and we talk about the hard things in life and yeah. politics, hard things in the country and things that are challenging. It's the nature of what we do when we talk politics. Yep. But I also, for myself, just to keep my own you know, what's remains of the sanity, is always want to express my gratitude for the things that the things and ways and freedoms that I have, mm-hmm. which is not, you know, America. It's just the nature of being a human being. There, I'm a very fortunate person compared to many people in, in yep. God knows mm-hmm. awful places. And we are very fortunate to be able to have this discussion without somebody bursting through the door and shooting us full of holes. So there are many things that I want to remind myself to be grateful for, but I also feel like because we have these freedoms and because we are empowered this way, the onus is on us to step up for people who have uh, have weaker, lesser voices uh, in the world, and that's that's oppressed people. And don't be afraid to weigh in. Just don't be. Don't be. We're going to start having people come onto the podcast with us. Yay. So just to get different points of view. Fantastic. I I love that. So, And if you want to be one of those people. What? You can email either Steve or myself at Steve or Fish at uh, theearspoon.com. We're also coincidentally, mm. <laughs> that's how my Uncle Frank used to say nice. it. Uh, you can uh, you can download this here podcast, what? or you can download it wherever you get your podcasts. I get mine on the internet. Thank uh, <laughs> thank you, Mocha Joe's, for sponsoring this podcast. We do appreciate it. We do. I've been Fish, and I've been Steve, and this has been the Earspoon. Cheers. <laughs>